Welcome to the Multiply Network Podcast, a podcast created to champion church multiplication, provide learning, and inspire leaders to pioneer new disciple-making communities across Canada. Hi there, welcome to the Multiply Network Podcast. Thanks for jumping in here on episode number four. Rolling them out once a month. Thanks for taking time to listen to them. Excited about today's interview with Jared Siebert. He's the church planting director for the Free Methodist Church. And if he wasn't busy enough doing that, he decided to start a network for church planters and multipliers that welcomes all denominations to start new conversations, create new ideas, talk about the future of the church in Canada, done a lot of research on culture and trends. And so New Leaf Network, if you haven't heard about them, you'll want to check it out. They have a podcast every month. They are doing some great things in Canada. You're going to love the interview with Jared Seabird. He's coming up right now. Well, we're really excited today to have a new friend to the podcast, Jared Siebert. Welcome to the Multiply Network podcast. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm glad that you're you're happy to be here because uh, we're going to talk about some pretty important things, church multiplication in Canada. But mm-hmm. you uh, have started up a fairly new network called New Leaf Network. So we're going to get into that. But why don't you tell us a little bit about what keeps you busy during most days? Where do you work? Where do you live? Maybe tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, uh, I live in Saskatoon. I've lived here for about seven years. Um, grew up in Ontario. Um, the, my day job, so how I earn my living, I'm the church planning director for the Free Methodist Church in Canada. So I have a, a national role with that church. Um, but I'm also, as you said, I'm the executive director of the New Leaf Network, uh, which is a fully volunteer position on my part. Um, so I'm a, I'm a little bit like a bivocational person. Um, and uh, yeah, a lot of what I do there is help help keep us organized and moving forward. And then I've got a, an amazing team of people behind me who just uh, believe in what we're doing so much as some of them are even raising their own support just for the privilege of doing work for us. So it's a, it's a totally amazing thing that I stumbled into. I had never, uh, never had any intention of starting uh, a podcast or a podcast, uh, a church pointing <laughs> network, but I did start a podcast. But you, I was just going to say, you did do a <laughs> podcast and, and for our listeners out there, it's called New Leaf Podcast? The New Leaf Project. The New Leaf Project. New so you project. want to check out yeah. that podcast. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's a really uh, pretty sizable collection of stories about people who are just starting new things uh, in Canada. And I think that's probably one of the most important things we could be up to right now. And, and honestly, this is why I give my time to it, because that's, that's just what I believe we have to be uh, on about. Um, at this stage in in the life of the church. Yeah, and uh, so you do church multiplication for the Free Methodist, but you broadened it out to uh, the New Leaf Network, wanting to bring in several tribes, several groups, kind of Mm a bit of the coalition of the willing, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. At at this stage in, in our life here in Canada as Christians, as the church, 
uh, just this whole Lone Ranger go it alone stuff is just not going to work anymore. And uh, so I've, I've recognized that lots of others of us have recognized that and we banded together around uh, our need for each other. So it's a, it's a very beautiful uh, 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 group of people that I, I just think the world of. Um, and I think that's a, 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 just a beautiful thing to be able to tell people that we need each other yeah, and, and not be ashamed of, of needing each other. I think it's, a, I think it's just that it generates so much great stuff. Yeah. And, and if I can do a plug for you, I'm holding up a book. I know our listeners oh, can't see it. Okay. Yeah. I, I got your book. It's on my summer reading and uh, it's called gutsy misadventures in Canadian church planting. Did you want to do a little plug just for that? Oh, sure. Absolutely. So this is a, I've, I've been uh, a part of uh, church planning for probably 20, 25 years. And uh, uh, I had a number of friends who came up uh, kind of at the time that I did. And there was a bit of a wave of, of church planting in Canada. And uh, a friend and I did a documentary on that in 2007 called One Size Fits All. And uh, we just kept having conversations about where were these church plants at? Because they were really unique. They were doing something brand new. They were what I call pioneer church plants. So not only were they trying to plant a church, they're trying to plant a new kind of church. And uh, my buddy, Joe, um, who, who was really the, the brain, brains and uh, brawn behind the, the documentary, uh, I kept saying, Joe, we got it. We got to tell this story like a follow-up, like what, what happens to these church plants over time? How do they continue? What's the difference between one that continues and one that doesn't? And uh, he, he was saying like, no, they're never going to, no one's going to want to watch a documentary like this. No one's ever going to want to be on camera. Well, he was right about one thing. Uh, a, a number of the people that were, were a part of this story didn't want to be on camera because some of their stories are painful. And so I wanted to just tell the truth about what it means to plant a church at this time in Canada. And so I interviewed people and I just started asking questions about what makes the difference between someone who continues in church planning over the long term and some and someone who who's not able to their project uh, changes or ends in some way. So uh, that's what the book is about and I it, I am so grateful because your olders, older brothers and sisters in, in, in the spirit uh, and in Christ have, have borne their souls and they have, sorry, bared their souls. And they are giving us a gift of truth and authenticity and telling us what it's really like. And so I just consider it to be a gift to a new generation of planters to say, hey, if you're going to go out there and you're going to try something new, we want you to do that. We right. don't want to discourage you from doing that. We're cheering you on. But learn from our lessons, learn from the things that we did right, learn from some of the things that we maybe didn't get so right. And I love the fact that it's Canadian content. Yeah, that is, that is actually one of the keys, I think, to where the New Leaf Network came from. I'm, I'm passionate about uh, helping Canadians understand their life and Canadian Christians to understand what it is that's going on in our country. And, uh, uh, not to be a protectionist, not to be exclusive, uh, but I just truly uh, want Canadians to begin telling their stories because we've got something to offer, not just to each other, but we've got something to say on the global stage. And so so I just want to encourage people to do that. And so, yeah, I'm very proud to have uh, written a book about Canadians, for Canadians, 
and really the content by Canadians. So that's that that for me is really exciting to be a part of. And that's something we strive for in the New Leaf Network as well. Yeah, and thanks for doing that. I mean, thanks for doing that, that capturing some of these stories. That was, that's what we're trying to do at the Multiply Network. We're just a couple months old, but mm-hmm. we're really wanting to champion church multiplication. And so if you're interested in getting a, a, a great book on uh, Canadian church stories, it's out there called Gutsy. And uh, But why don't you... Why don't you unpack a little bit what the New Leaf Network is to our, you know, largely POC listening base. Mm-hmm. What is the New Leaf Network? So I, I think there's, a, you know, the, the Pentecostal Assemblies uh, of Canada, it's a group of people that I have a, a deep and abiding connection to. Um, uh, just in my own personal history, I've spent lots of times uh, in Pentecostal churches, engaged in uh, like profound moves of the Holy Spirit. So that is that is my heartbeat, and I I'm I'm deeply resonant with that. My wife uh, is uh, grew up Pentecostal. Uh, my father-in-law is is Pentecostal. He's a minister out in uh, in in Atlantic Canada. Eventually moved on to work at 100 Huntley Street. But I just have a I have a deep resonance with people who who pay attention to what is the spirit doing where is the spirit going and how can we get involved and so uh you know i that's really where the new leaf network came from the spirit is up to something yes the church is in a lot of trouble yes we are uh falling behind yes we have uh some changing and some we have to screw up our courage and start doing some new things in some new ways but the beautiful thing is the spirit just never abandons us to that, never leaves us alone in that. And the spirit is, is raising up people right out of Canadian soil, right out of Canadian churches, and they're doing brand new, amazing things. And part of what we're here to do is just tell each other something good is going on. Hey, pay attention. People are doing this. Like you, you may be worried that we're not doing it fast enough or soon enough or all those things. But the beautiful thing is actually something is going on in our country. It's specific to us. It's, um, it's, it's built by us. It's, it's in partnership with, with what the spirit is calling us to in our neighborhoods. And that is something you can get involved with. And you don't have to be maybe the most fearless church plantary type person. You can get involved in this in all kinds of ways. So where the New Leaf Network came from as I mentioned before, it, it, it came out of my own sense of need. I, I'm a leader of a small denomination, about 140 congregations, and I can't do everything on my own. Um, and I'm partnered with lots of small denominations, lots of big denominations, and even the big ones are finding they can't do it all on their own either. So in this stage, with the spirit up to something beautiful, with the church needing to, to change and respond to what's happening, I mean, there's just, we're either going to turn on each other or we're going to turn toward each other. And I just, I prefer the latter. I want to turn toward each other. I want, I want us to say, hey, what are you learning? What do you know? And, and how can we share it? So yeah, the, the New Leaf Network and where it came from, it's, it's, it, it was born out of need. It was born out of what we saw already happening. It wasn't begging something to happen. It was paying attention to what was already going on. And we're just all about helping the Canadian church find new leaders, find new potential and start a new kind of conversation. And so that's, that's basically what we're, what we're all about. And, and you've added to it some training, some assessment, Mm -hmm. 
You yes. do workshops, you're providing resources, mm-hmm. looking mm-hmm. at different models of ministry. Yeah. Maybe talk a little bit about that kind of stuff that you sure, know practically sure. can affect our, our POC yeah. planters. So, you know, if we take new leaders, new potential, and uh, new conversations as the sort of three things that we're about. The new leaders thing, it requires us to nurture and support the people are already out there. And that is actually a missing piece for a lot of, of uh, denominations. Um, sometimes the people that God calls into the mission aren't necessarily always the people we would pick. And I just noticed God is in the habit of doing this. Moses, not a great public speaker. Uh, Gideon, terrified person. Uh, God calls the unlikely and the unprepared often to do things. And so sometimes denominations aren't really good at noticing some of the kinds of potential that we have. So we're all about nurturing and supporting those people. So we've got Made in Canada uh, training. It's called a, a design shop. We help planters think through what is this thing? How do I define it? How do I gather people around it? How do I pull it off? And then how do I maintain it once it's out there and operating? How do I how do I change and mutate and adapt to what I'm experiencing? The other thing that we're trying to change right now, and we're just in the middle of it, just the very beginning stages, we're trying to change how denominations assess who a church planter is. One of the big challenges out there is that a lot of the assessment programs that, that denominations have built, and if your listeners don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to church planter assessment, all that is meant to do is just say, I, a, a person puts up their hand, they say, I think I might want to be a church planter. And then a group of people come around and they say, yes, we think you have the skills and abilities to do it. But one of the challenges we have is when the church is faced with a brand new reality we've never walked through before. One of the big assumptions we can no longer make is we know what kind of churches work. Because one of the challenges, right, is is, uh, churches, uh, you can grow a church by just being in competition with other churches. And if you just have a better Sunday morning experience, make the preaching better, Christians are going to join your church. That, that's, that's still a functional way of planting a church. But in my opinion, that does nothing for what's actually the church is facing in these next 20 years. So we have to be about the mission. So if you want to be a mission-oriented church, uh, that is going to involve a level of experimentation we're not used to. And so if the assessment system is only designed to detect who's a great speaker who can organize a church that Christians want to go to, those are all the wrong questions. And so New Leaf is trying to redo how we think uh, assessments should be. So we're not going to fit you into a box. We're not going to go with a predetermined model of what works. What we're going to do is invite you and your community to listen to the voice of the Spirit. Yeah. And and uh, we had a conversation a couple months ago mm-hmm. that one of the things that you're looking for is discerning calling. Yes, yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. That the most important thing you can have, the most important thing I can argue with as a leader in the Canadian church is if you're going to go out there and you're going to take the risk to plant a church, the thing you have to have ironclad in your mind, the thing you have to have crystal clear in your mind is. Am I called to do this? Because that is the only way you're going to survive the challenges that lie in front of you. 
And no matter what kind of church you're planning, it's going to be a challenge. And so I want to arm you with that. And I want to, I want to get you with people who listen to the spirit and to listen to it on your behalf. And I want you using your community and I want you praying and saying, God, what are you doing? What do you want me to do? And, uh, I, and then developing a deep confidence that you've heard and that you're going to step out and you're going to do whatever uh, God is asking you to do. And that's yeah, something that's for that's something for me that in my new role here, I asked a friend of mine, close friend, "Hey, what is it? What's it going to be like working at a national level for church multiplication?" He didn't tell me. I'm like, "What? <laughs> why? Why are you helping me out?" And he goes, "No, I'm going to ask you this question first." Tell me how you know you were called. And I have come back to that conversation over and over and over and over again. And I know for certain I'm supposed to be where I'm at for that reason. Hasn't been easy walking through difficulty. So when you said that about how you're building that, and I know it's brand new, you're still working it through, but nailing down that calling piece is absolutely huge. Yeah, it's it to me, it's priority one. And, and one of the things that I think makes the New Leaf Network unique is that we want to be a planter-centered movement. Okay. So denominations often hope that planters will serve the needs of the denomination. And I believe that they do anyway. Mm-hmm. But my goal is to not have planters jumping through all of my hoops, but for me to jump through theirs and please them, serve them, nurture them, support them they're my number one priority. Yeah. And so, so if I can build a system that preferences the needs of planters, I'm going to do it. And that's what I'm trying to do with, with the discernment piece for sure. And all of the things that, that, that we do to support them. And you talked uh, about, and you talked about that third piece of that conversation, starting mm-hmm. conversations, the new leaf networks about starting different and new conversations that maybe exactly. other groups aren't talking about. Exactly. And so, so, the way that we do that, we do that through events. So right now we're touring in Canada, um, this thing where we're focusing in on the nuns, the religious nuns. That is a an emergent property in Canada. That's a growing group of people. It's the fastest relig- growing religious designation in the country. 25% of Canadians, that's on average. That's as high as 44% in BC. The, 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 when you go from east to west in Canada, it's more and more people say they have no religion. And instead of uh, freaking out about that or getting mad about that, I want to understand that. I want to know what's, what is facilitating that, what's creating that, what's making uh, the secular mindset a more attractive uh, way of looking at the world than, than the Christian, uh, what we're presenting through, through, through the gospel. And not in a marketing standpoint, just because I'm a missionary and I care about the people I've been sent to. If you care about the people you're sent to, you care about how they think. You care about what makes them tick. So that's that's something that we're, we're taking across the country. Uh, I honestly, Paul, I can't believe the response that we're getting. It's It's been absolutely incredible. I'm super excited. And we're trying to bring you the best information. So we've got two Canadian sociologists. We've got a Canadian historian and then myself who's done a lot of work and a lot of research on evangelism. So that's just one conversation we're starting. We've got a blog, as I mentioned before, we have a podcast. We are also looking to, to uh, start a Canadian publishing company, a publishing company that's not there to make money because there's not really a lot of money in, in <laughs> Christian Canadian publishing. But 
to put out books that Canadians will read by Canadians for Canadians. I think that's really important because we have to continue to deepen our sense of each other and what's going on because there are things in Canada that are totally unique. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, uh, in, in the U S the U S uh, I mean, their politics is a blood sport. Their, 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 their way of having public discourse is very rough. It's very aggressive and it's very uh, punchy. And guess what? Their uh, irreligious folks emulate that basic component. Whereas the religious nons in Canada, not, not nearly as aggressive, not nearly as interested in debate or having a fight or even trying to convert you to their way of thinking. Mm-hmm. There's uh, so what c- the church in Canada faces is not a fist fight with our neighbors. It's more the, what I call the culture of men. Like, eh, ooh, yeah, mm, I don't know. I don't care. I, it's not important. Yeah. Um, and so, so that's what the church has to overcome. The other thing I think we have to pay attention to is a lot of times Canadians don't think they have a culture. Mm. And that is absolutely not true. Uh, my perfect example of that, my favorite example of this is, is Target came and went inside of two years. They did not make it. They are a massive American institution. That is a bulletproof plan that they have. They rolled in and they didn't survive because they didn't know that they were somewhere different. And I just noticed Canadians making the same mistake, pretending that we're very, very similar to the U.S. We are not. In so many important ways, we are not. And we just have to begin taking ourselves a little bit more seriously, our story, our culture, our unique history. And so those are the kinds of conversations we need to do a better job of surfacing and and celebrating and pointing each other toward. Right. And so those are some of the cultural trends um, and conversations that are happening in the New Leaf Network. Yes, absolutely. The other thing we're really dedicated to is, is doing real Canadian research projects. So this year, what we're working on is bivocational ministry. So yes, there have been books written by our neighbors south of the border, and they're very helpful books, and they're very important books. But we want to look at what makes Canadian experience a bivocational ministry different. Mm -hmm. And our economy is different. What kinds of jobs are available are different. The way our churches function, the what our culture expects how we do things, all of that different. So we want to, we want to do that kind of thing. So uh, we're just kind of going out there. We've got some folks with PhDs who are helping us steer our energy. So we're doing something that's academically uh, consistent and informed. Um, and we're just going out there and we're saying, Hey, Canadians, tell us about what it's like to do bivocational ministry. We're going to take that information out on the road. We're going to, we're going to create some conversations around that. Um, I'd like to do more on uh, what happens to the planters' families. One of the things I kept noticing time and time again in in the writing of my book was that sometimes the planter was ready to try again. Yes, maybe it didn't work, or maybe yes, it did work. But I'm tired, and you know, such a there is such an important trend here where maybe my husband wasn't ready to replant or my wife wasn't ready to replant, or I couldn't put my kids through that again. And I want to figure that out, man, because if, if planters can't manage their life in their family and they can't uh, come back and try it again, we're really losing out on, on a vital uh, source of innovation in our country. So 
things like that, that I want to do all kinds of research uh, going forward. And that's something else that we take very seriously. So we think about questions. We want to hear your questions. And then we want to do something about what were those questions. Get out there, ask the questions, think through where are the principles, and then bring that back to uh, each other. Love so that. Absolutely love that. In the health of, of planters' families is so critical to the success of the church. Um, when you got when you got your kids and your wife or your husband on board, mm-hmm. you're planting. Man, you you have to have them on board, and you can't be burning them out. You can't be burning out. Those are all really good conversations, Jared. Really important. Yeah, I'm excited to get started on that. Yeah, for sure. For so sure. Canadian yeah. culture. Um, I don't know if you call yourself a missiologist or whatever, but you spend a lot of time studying the culture and where we're headed. Um, even in the next 20 years, you're you know thinking and forecasting. Mm-hmm. Where do you see church multiplication addressing cultural needs in Canada? And where do we fit? I think, so there's, there's obviously the things that make Canada distinct, that we have to do a bit more work to begin understanding those. Because again, in the Canadian mindset, we have no culture. That's just not true. The other thing I think we have to start paying attention to is the way in which uh, regions play such a huge role in what's going on. Like if Canada is a one nation of many nations, Saskatchewan is very different than the GTA. Uh, it's very different than, than Edmonton and Alberta and, and, and Calgary and, and the rest of Alberta. It's, it's very different than Vancouver or Winnipeg or, or, or anywhere else. And so when we pay attention to those things, that stuff really, really matters. And uh, so what we have to, uh, what we have to start doing is, is getting dialed into who are Canadians, what do they need, what are their starting points, what are their starting points for this conversation about God, but then to also harness and recognize the actual potential that church planting is. Right. Uh, it is, church planting represents a possibility to do church in a way that is brand new a way we've never seen before or tried before. Um, and that opens us up to uh, dependence on the spirit. It opens us up to new possibilities. And the beautiful thing is if established denominations can create room inside of themselves for experimentation and even failure, that's, that's the key. You can't experiment if you can't fail. Uh, so if we can be permission-giving groups, yeah, and we can provide stability and support to our experimenters. Our experimenters are going to find brand new ways of being living out this old, old story. Uh, ways we've never thought of, ways we've never heard of, ways we've never seen. And, and it's together. That to, that to me is the major piece going forward in the next 20 years. If denominations can get this right, if we can do the stability piece, but be permission-giving stability, and nurturing stability and supportive stability. And we can give people permission to really go out there mm-hmm. and push into the fringes of our culture, give them permission to experiment, even give them permission to fail. If we could do those, those things well together, uh, I, th- I see tens of potential because the spirit is already bringing this about. It's just a matter of whether you as a planter are going to get involved 
or you as a denominational leader are going to get involved. Because the Spirit is not waiting for us, not waiting for our permission. Spirit's already in charge of the church, doesn't need you or me to give it the thumbs up. So uh, it's just a matter of, do you want to catch up? Do you want to catch up on this wave of what's going on? So for me, uh, those are two keys uh, to, to moving forward uh, uh, into the next 20 years. Yeah, I love that. In permission giving, we've got we've to put permission back in the hands of planters and senior pastors that are leading healthy churches, mm-hmm. see a community and go, we need to have an access point to the gospel there. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's critically important. And I think I think some of our planters and leaders, you know, are waiting on all this permission when it's already given. I think some yes. denominations out there are saying, yes, go experiment. Mm-hmm. And they're going, oh, yeah. I don't know yet if I have the permission. Yes. You have the permission. Go. Yeah. Try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Experiment. So that's all really fantastic stuff. Where do you see the PAOC and New Leaf having an intersection? Well, I, I'm excited about this as, a, as, a, as the chance to, to work together. Can I just say, my own experience has been, and I know this is the experience of many planters, my own experience of just starting a network. I kept waiting for someone else to do it. I was frustrated by all kinds of things that we did to planters, said to planters, uh, the hoops we made them dry, jump through, the uh, boring ways that we would teach them how to do their job. And I was just frustrated. And I kept waiting for someone else to do it. And uh, the thing that, that uh, I had to learn, and most planters have to learn, I had permission to start a network. I just didn't give myself permission to start a network. And I was waiting. I was like, God, do you give me permission? Yes. Friends, family, am I, am I cool to do this? Yes. Do you think I can do it? Yes. And I still kept waiting. I still kept waiting. And I had to have a breakthrough in my life. And so what I think is going to be really unique about the connection between New Leaf Network and Pentecostal Assemblies is I am a person of the Holy Spirit. I have tremendous confidence in the power of the Spirit and in the ability of the Spirit and the leading of the Spirit. And I can tell you, we were born out of prayer. We really were. Right. I was at an event uh, at uh, Missio Alliance in the U.S., a uh, classic Canadian thing, go to the U.S., to a conference to learn right, how to right, do the right, church. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, and I went to a conference on failure because uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, this group that I was telling you that I came up with in the church pointing world, like it's really tough when 50% of your friends wipe out. Like you thought you were going to be making the march through life with them. 50% of them wiped out on me. And some of them, aren't part of the church anymore. Oh, yeah. Some of them aren't even part of the Christian faith anymore. And, and honestly, I was feeling like a failure. And I was looking at what was going on in Canada. I was watching people who are just attracting other Christians get celebrated as quote unquote, successful church planners. I was, I was frustrated because I, I lacked the courage to say yes to what I knew the spirit was doing for me. And I was feeling like a failure. And what I, I was getting very frustrated 
People were calling us forward to pray. If you need prayer, come forward. I decided I wasn't going to go forward. That's uh, that's a genius move. Always resist the spirit, right? That's a can't fail maneuver. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, real good. And uh, um, and I knew the people who would who were running the workshop, and I I made the spirit a deal. I said I am not going to ask for prayer, but these are my friends, and I want you to get them to pray for me. And I was so blown away. Because over supper, one of my friends in the weirdest, like, which is not an appropriate time to start a prayer meeting yeah, yeah, yeah. and laying on of hands. She just said, I have an overwhelming sense. I need to pray for you. Wow. Can I pray for you? Wow. And I said, yes. And my life changed. My, I was released from that burden and I was free to serve God. So I'm not just... When I say I'm a person of the spirit, I owe the this network and all the beautiful, beautiful people I've met and all the beautiful things I've watched happen. I owe it to somebody who said yes right. to a prompting that they had. They said yes to maybe feeling a little bit foolish, like, oh, I don't need prayer. And what are you, some kind of weirdo for? I, I, she took a risk wow. and it it paid off huge for me. So I can't wait. I want to be around those kinds of people. Yeah. Yes, kinds of people. Yes, God, what do you want kinds of people? People who listen, people who are willing to step out. So I'm excited about that That particular, I think we'll inspire each other. I really do. Yeah. And and then I, I, I'm truly excited about uh, seeing what God is going to do in and through you guys. See, our whole thing is not the New Leaf Network comes in and we've got the answer to every question and we got all this stuff to give you. Yes, we have some things to bring to the table, but we get better every time someone brings their own unique thing yeah. to the table. Yeah. See, when Paul talked about the original church, he described it like a body. And he said, you know, some people are hands and some people are feet. And Oftentimes when we apply that verse, we're just thinking about the local church, but I am convinced that that is actually true between the denominations too, that there is something you guys do that all the other denominations sitting around our table don't do. There is some emphasis. You're maybe the left hand and you're going to meet up with the right hand, or you're going to meet wrists and elbows and shoulders and arms. Uh, And together we're going to be something unique. Yeah. And so the idea that you guys want to come to the table and sit down with us, I don't know what it's going to look like when we get together, but it's going to be awesome. I just know that because I've just seen it time and time again. Every time a new denomination joins us, they bring something brand new to the table that we never knew we needed, but we do. And so I'm excited to offer you a seat at the table, uh, new friends you didn't know you had, and and introduce you to other parts of the body, but also to see what it is that you guys are going to change about us by just being a part of us. I, that's that's the part I'm really pumped about. And and as you know, as we've you know conversed, you know, as national leaders, but then also mm-hmm. within that, we're we're creating networks to help facilitate and champion church multiplication, provide resources. We're doing very much of the same thing. Um, yeah. You guys are a bit farther down the road as it relates to training and assessment, the church plant design shop, 
heard nothing but really great things about it. Um, so we, we, you know, we recognize too that that we need you. You're you're offering something that that we we need, and we're grateful for all the networks that we're highlighting uh, this month in the Multiply Network. But but uh, you know, I wanted to bring you on the podcast for you to share your heart, share your vision, introduce yourself as you travel across Canada. New Leaf Network comes up in our POC. You guys go, oh, I've heard about that, and oh, maybe I should go check it out. Heard a podcast, so we're just trying to get this uh, this introduction out there, and and just you know, thanks for sharing your heart on that. Want to give you the forty five second elevator pitch. You you know, what do you want to say to the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada leaders and those who are like minded listening to the podcast today? Well, the first thing I want us to say together is, yes, the Spirit is already at work. The Spirit is already calling people forward. Uh, Something incredible is happening. So let's just say yes, and let's say that together. Uh, And yes looks like all kinds of different things. For some of us, it's going to mean finally saying yes to starting that new experiment, that thing that I'm not sure, that thing I might not know I have permission to do. So if you're listening to the podcast today and that's you and you are, you've got a dream and you think it might be a little bit crazy and you're not sure, I just want you to say yes, start something. Just take a step. Take the the courageous step of just saying maybe. Maybe there's something here. Uh, to, to, the, to the established church pastors, I want to say, uh, we need you. Planters need you. Don't feel like just because you, you are holding down the fort somewhere, or you are stabilizing, or you are growing, or you're deepening, that somehow uh, all of this church plantery business is leaving you in the dust. No way. We need you. We need your stability. We need your kindness. We need your prayers. We need your support. Sometimes we need your money. Sometimes we need your encouragement. We're going to need you in a hundred different ways we haven't thought of. So I want to, I want to encourage those folks too. The other thing I just want to say is friends, if you pay attention to how God has moved through his people in, in, in the past, when we've been up against it, we need to, we need to give dignity to the small and new leaf network is small. We, we pound for pound, we got a lot, we pack a pretty good punch, but we are a tiny little group of people. And, uh, and we want to give dignity to other people who think small too, who try small as well. And so, uh, you know, to my friends out there who might be listening to us, uh, yeah, please, by all means, pay attention to, to join our conversation, get involved in, in a design shop test what is the spirit saying to me maybe come and, and join us for uh, one of our discernment uh uh, uh camps um and 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 lean in but also you know if you're doing something interesting you want to try something interesting listen to the stories we're telling and then maybe consider being part of show up on my, on our podcast I'd, I'd love to have you on the podcast to talk about what is it like to be a denominational leader who starts something new in their denomination. I, that would be exciting. So, so for me, it is, we need to say yes. And, and if we can get there, uh, I think everything's going to work itself out. It always seems to do that. This so is, I'm, I'm confident. Just say yes. This is fantastic stuff. And Jared, thanks for saying yes to this podcast. 
for being a part, and yes, to the call of God on your life. And man, there's more things we could talk about. Rural planting, I know that's in your heart, and boutique shop planting, and downtown urban core. All that stuff is in your wheelhouse. And so how can people reach out and get a hold of you? Right. So uh, we have a website, newleafnetwork.ca. That's where the New Leaf Project lives. That's where our blog lives. Um, that's where our event page is. Uh, we're going to be doing design shops in, in, uh, in 2019 all across the country. If you'd like to just test your idea out, it's a perfect way to do it. Uh, and as, as you and I keep talking, we're going to find a hundred other ways that we're going to be partnering together. So uh, we'll be there. Uh, and and uh, I'm looking forward to, to forming deeper uh, connections together. I think God's going to bless our unity. Come sure. on. Thanks, Jared, so much for being on the Multiply Network podcast. I'll include all that in the show notes. Have yourself a great day and rest of the summer. <laughs> 